For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 369 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Buddy. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about this episode of Andor. I am too. I am too. It's kind of a... I don't know. Not a victory lap. Not a high five. You know, after a job well done. Mm -mm. Well, like, it's funny. It's like kind of an episode. It's kind of like an episode that's about like, it feels like a a podcast. It's just a bunch of people talking about cool shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, yeah. Fascinating episode. I thought, though, Um, I think it's uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it. I'm sure. So, buddy, you and I tested out uh, my new stream setup last night over on our our Twitch channel. We did do that. We did do that. It seemed like it went pretty well. I thought it went really well. It took me forever to get all this shit put together. Um, What game did you end up streaming after I crashed last night? Oh, man. I I ended up streaming... um, What's that game called? Planet Zoo. Shout out to listener and friend of the podcast, Allison. She messaged me on Twitter last week, I think it was. Um, and was like, hey, there's this game I think you should know about. It's called Planet Zoo. And I was like, oh, okay, you are correct. This sounds like a game I would be into, right? Yeah. Um, and so... Um, and then she was like, well, the main reason I wanted you to check it out is because they're releasing a DLC where you can add raccoons to your zoo. Oh, nice. Um, so that is what I ended up playing. And that game has a gnarly ass tattoo or not tattoo tutorial. I don't know why I said tattoo. Um, uh, tattoo and tutorial. Tattoo. Tattoo. 
A tattoo. Um, I got a tattoo. Um, it is real in depth. Um, so I didn't get along. You know, I didn't get super far into it, but it was pretty cool. I didn't get to add a, a single raccoon to a zoo yet. Working up you know, to that, trick, I guess. Trick to Yomi is kind of like that. It drops like every. It drops another step every time, like the tutorial. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played that one. I don't know how it is that I haven't given that um, uh, game a a try yet. That seems like it'd be right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. But I absolutely dug the little bit of time I put into it. Now that you got a stream and uh, yeah, I need options. Video games to play. I think uh, I think the world's your oyster now. I think you were made for this. About all that. Anyways, listen. So what we're going to do is we're going to start doing streams a little more often. That's the whole point of this was for me to plug it, right? Mm -hmm. So the first, what I would consider like um, big quote unquote stream, um, will be this Friday. We will be doing a Friday night Fortnite because somehow, some way, we managed to get our buddies Nick and Steve to download Fortnite. So we're going to squat up. I don't know how one. that happened. I don't know, man, but I'm excited. Me too. Um, and rumor has it Jeff might join us. There might be a lot. It's going to be a good time. But the reason mm -hmm. I bring this all up once again is because we're going to do that next uh, tomorrow. October 21st. Actually, uh, the same day this episode comes out. Um, and I think we might start doing that like pretty often on Fridays because it's kind of what we do anyway is hang out and play video games. Um, but if you're wondering like, oh, how do I get to the Twitch channel? Oh, it's super easy. Our buddy Sean made it super, super easy. You just go to um, blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com. And it's going to show you how to get everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. It's going to show you how to sign up for a Patreon. If you want to support the show, we post bonus content over there. I have Andor reactions up. We have a uh, episode of Rogue 2 with Johnny Grosso coming out Saturday the 22nd. Um, got lots of stuff coming. So uh, if you're interested, patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And a big shout out to our patre Patreons. Guys are the best. Patrons, patrons, acolyte, alkalite, who even knows anymore? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I wanted to show you a clip. It took a second for me to get to it. Um, but I wanted to show you something that happened in that fucking that zoo game, man. That zoo oh. game is pretty wild. Really? Um, yeah. So check this out. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. That's the wrong button. Are you, are you on your amazing rig setup yeah. right now? Can you see my That's screen? A, I can, yeah. Okay. You should be able to hear it when I play it. All right, are you ready? All right, let's All right, let's look at the camera. Oh my god. Lemurs. This one's eating the other one's ass. He's eating invisible ass. 
Huh? That's the kind of content yeah. you can look forward to on the Blue Harvest Twitch stream, baby. Oh my goodness. So, uh, slice of ass. Yeah. Um, instead of uh, fucking around with that, let's talk about Andor, buddy. I'm excited. I am too. I watched it a second time today just to make sure that I fully grasped. Down. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's some things that I missed the first time that are a little interesting. All right. Well, drop some of those on me. I mean, I'll be fascinated to hear these. Uh, okay. His mom, when he leaves, she picks up the blaster. Like, I don't know why she would pick up the blaster. Like, she's about to go do something. But, like, like when he leaves his mom's joint, like, she grabs a gun. It's just interesting. I did, you know, I don't know what that means. Hmm. I don't know if she's just staying protected. Yeah, I, you you want to know something? I didn't notice yeah. that. I didn't notice that, and I watched it twice. So, wow. Good eye. I don't know what that would mean. Man, his mom is difficult. Whew. She's definitely got her mind made up. Um, and, you know, I feel her. She's old. She got roots. Oh! We're talking, She's going to hate these rebels. Buddy, we're talking about two different moms here, bro. Oh, oh, oh I thought you were talking about Cyril's mom. No, no, I'm talking about Cassian's mom. Cassian's mom fucking rules. I love her uh, right. refusing to leave. Like, I wish she would leave. But, like, I love how she's like, no, I'm gonna just, I, I, I'm not just going to run from this. And it basically, it, it, it's, a, it, it's exactly what happened to Cassian. He went somewhere to have a good time and got swept up in the Empire's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't matter where he was. You know, the Empire is being an asshole, you know. Yep. Kind of pushing him towards everything seems to be pushing him towards striking back as a rebel. You know what I mean? Like every single tiny microaggression justification that he should be fighting this thing instead mm -hmm. of trying to run from it. So, you know what's interesting about that scene there at the end in fucking Space space Gulf Shores, right? Yeah. Um, space Destin, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, back in, I want to say it was maybe the fall slash winter of 2020, maybe early 2021, there were some, like, I guess you would call them paparazzi pictures. Yeah. Uh, filming on Andor, and that's the scene that it was, was being filmed. I recognized the location oh, okay. immediately. I recognized the outfit he was wearing immediately. And I remember in those pictures, there were dudes in, like, those motion capture suits. And people were wondering if it was going to be, like, K2 in the scene. Yeah. And it kind of was. I mean, doesn't appear to be, you know, exactly K2, but... Right. type of droid right and we know he can't be in prison for six straight up years no no that puts him like that just out, doesn't like, work with the time home. jump right yeah i mean we know he's getting broken out i i imagine i think vel is gonna go get him like maybe under he, the guise he, of killing him but he uh, you know this whole time he's been trying to play by the rules right mm -hmm. and i can you know I mean, this is Cassian. Like, once you push him too far, fuck the rules. Like, he's going to snap, you know, and somebody's going to die, and he may make his getaway. He's using a false name. That may be where he picks up K2, you know, in this 
you know, next episode when he goes ham on somebody. Maybe. I mean, we so we know K2, like I'm pretty sure they've said 100% K2 himself is not in this season. They could be oh, fucking oh, oh, with oh. us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I have to. I have to imagine like maybe Vel is going to go break him out under the like because you know she's been charged with killing him exactly. So I think she'll she'll find out he's in prison. And I even wonder. I was talking to her buddy Aaron Boyd about this. I wonder if potentially it'll be like a uh, race against time. Like maybe Cyril and uh, or the lady from the ISB find out about him and yeah. Vel is trying to get to him. It's going to see who can get to him first or whatever. Um, right. I still wonder who Uncle Harlow is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there. this is a super big mystery. And now, I the first impulse was like, you know when they had the big meeting and the Imperial old guy was there, but there was somebody above him, the guy that said he spoke to Palpatine last night. Like, I don't know who that was. I assume it was like a Grand Moff or some shit. Is that Wolf Yolaren? Do you have a a mustache, a white mustache, and white hair? Stockier dude? Don't think so. He was the old man that was over the intelligence meeting. I gotcha. Not the main old man, but he was a different guy. Different old guy. Different old crusty white dude. He was clearly the, the most uh, most important person in the room. Talking about he talked to Palpatine last night. Mm-hmm. And that ISB now won't have any trouble accessing military or Navy resources. Dude, that situation room shit. Like, give me some more of these meetings. I just want to watch these Star Wars meetings, dude. Dude, they're intense. Mm-hmm. They are intense. That fucking uh, the scene where the the guy goes after the lady, Deidre or Dedra or whatever, like, um, and she was like, "No, I did everything straight up," and mm. she made her point that like the rebellion doesn't care about your sectors, you know, anything. They're right. taking everything they can. It's neat. It's neat seeing it from every angle. It's it's. I guess it's political intrigue or, or courtroom. I don't know exactly what. It, maybe process drama. It's like spy. It's Little, like spy. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. hues very closely to the spy drama type stuff. Yeah. Like, so okay. The first three episodes were their own little arc. The second three episodes were their own little arc. And then last week when I recorded with Steel for Patreon. He was telling me about this interview with um, Tony Gilroy that he listened to um, maybe on Mark Maron's podcast. Uh-huh. Um, and Tony Gilroy mentioned that the seventh episode was like sort of a standalone reaction to the last three episode arc. And then there was going to be another three episode arc. And then the last two are kind of like the finale. Right. Right. Um, That's cool because you see a lot of consequences. Mm -hmm. There are a ton of consequences for the job he just pulled off. Consequences across the galaxy that you don't even see that relate to him. That Mon Mothma shit. Mm -hmm. I loved that. Her talking to her old boy from her home world. Like, that was amazing. Like, yeah. And and how they're just like, yeah, exactly. How they're like both. 
sort of like dancing around the subject of and not wanting to openly say like, hey, fuck this whole empire thing. You want to do a rebellion? Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, she can't come out and say, I'm financially supporting rebellious activity within the empire. Mm-hmm. Like, But she can hint at it and say, you don't need to know. I or thought it was fascinating as hell that she didn't know about the the heist. I oh yeah, I assumed she didn't. Oh really? Oh, okay. I think last episode, like she seemed I don't know, she seemed ignorant of a lot of what Luthen was doing. She did seem kinda shocked at the end. Um yeah. when the, the news report about Aldani started going yeah. So my question is okay so if the last episode if like the first three was uh like sort of the origin the next three was like your uh your heist episode arc and then you have like the reaction and then the next three is that going to be a prison break arc because yeah let's do that let's do i mean it would be cool you would be really cool if tony gilroy because he seems like a man of taste right if he uh, play as Star Wars is prone to do occasionally, paid homage to one of the best prison movies ever, and that is um, Death Warrant, starring Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh man, I was expecting so many things, but I should have been expecting a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. That's what I should have been expecting. Listen to this. This is the pa- this is the plot, all right? This is going to be the plot for Andor next the next 3 episodes, but you got to you got to like change some names and settings in your your head, right? Detective Louis Burke, Jean-Claude Van Damme of the Royal Canadian Mounted po- Police from Quebec confronts the maniac that killed his partner on the force. An enigmatic psychopathic serial killer by the name of Christian Naylor, who calls himself the Sandman. Burke searches an abandoned house in Los Angeles where he comes across a series of bodies hanging from the ceiling and then is attacked by the Sandman. Burke is able to shoot the Sandman several times in the center of the chest, apparently killing him. So, I like, this isn't getting to the real meat of the story. is that he goes undercover in a prison and gets involved in a prison fucking fight club. And he has a martial oh arts fight with a, a serial killer, a supernatural serial killer who calls himself the Sandman. That's the plot for the next three episodes of Cassian. Call in mm. it now. Take that to Star Wars Theories subreddit. I don't know that I'm I don't know that I can hang. Forty seven upvotes. Isn't there a Steven Seagal movie where he pretends to go in jail? Goes what? undercover into jail? I don't know, nor, nor, we don't, Steven Seagal, like, we're talking about. I meant back when he was thin and relevant. Even, uh, buddy, to me, I was in the camp that there was never a moment of relevancy for Steven Seagal. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, not for me personally. He's not good. He he damn sure had VHS movies in the blockbuster wreck. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't popular. Not a, Steven Seagal had his 15 minutes of fame, but he didn't hold a candle to JCVD. Why watch that? You know what I mean? I mean, this is true. He, he certainly couldn't do the splits like the man. Why? Why watch 20 minutes of YouTube 
uh, uh, walkthroughs of Japanese streets when I can watch an episode of Andor. You know what I mean? My fuck yeah. around with your free time. I don't got free time <laughs> for Steven Seagal. Not one bit. Sorry. No. I know I'm going to get some hate from this because for God bless him, somehow he's got a bit of a fandom, but... No, well, I don't understand me. that because I'll tell you right now, Steven Seagal is an asshole. Like, yeah, an asshole that can get the fuck out of here. Vladimir Putin. Have you ever heard him say Vladimir Putin? Steven Seagal? No, probably oh. not. Bro, you're going to. Yeah, I got this whole stupid setup. I'm going to do dumb shit with it. Surprise. Um, I do kind of, I, I mean, so as not to can just sit here and continue the meme i do kind of wonder if we're getting a prison break arc in the next three i don't yeah i mean it, it could be yeah. i still wonder if he if he frees himself yeah that's what i mean like he's he's gonna be like i think oh, it might I, be one I thought of those you things. meant like somebody was coming to get him somebody was coming to I think jailbreak it, him i think it might be all of that going on but like yeah. I don't think it's just gonna be you're not just gonna have Diego Luna sitting into a sitting in a cell and going for yard time for three episodes. He's gonna be up to some shenanigans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting getting infected prison tattoos where they melt the sole of a boot to make the ink. Yikes. <clears throat> um He's gonna gather a bunch of crew members that are he's gonna like they're gonna escape together, but they'll all die. They'll all die in the in the exfil. Oh man, yeah. It, it so far does not seem to be in your best interest to be like a a crew member of Cassian so far in this series. I mean, unless you are highly trained, mm -hmm. highly trained. And uh, I was I was watching the first. I, I remember from when I was watching the first episode. You know, Skeen is a rat bastard, but like. When the dude runs out there, he says, cover me, and he, he shoots a couple shots, and then he starts taking shots, and he ducks back into cover, and that's when his boy gets shot. It's because he's not covering him when he asks for cover fire. Oh, my God. He, he's hiding. Look at this man. He, he checked out the game tape. That's a good point. Yeah, run it back. It's even little shit like that that seems pretty well thought out that's kind of impressive about this show to me. Yeah. All right, so this is Steven Seagal saying Vladimir Putin. For anyone to think that Vladimir Putin. Did you hear that? Oh my goodness. Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. <laughs> that guy. He's had, he's had some Russian in his mouth. You don't sound, you can't do that unless you've had some Russian in your mouth. Um. Oh. <laughs> Um, you know what's crazy? I keep saying this every week where I'm like, I think maybe Je Tales of the Jedi comes out this week. It legitimately comes out next week. So we're oh going to have goodness. Tales of the Jedi and an episode of Andor to talk about. Apparently, all six episodes of Tales of the Jedi is like maybe an hour and a half like to watch them all because, you know, they're shorts. Um, but I'm oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's been so long, like, since we had Bad Batch. It's been a little while since we had some Star Wars animated content to look forward to. I'm really excited to see some other studios' takes on a Star Wars story. Well, that's the thing. Like, so we'll we'll get um, Tales of the Jedi next week. We'll get 
Bad Batch at some point, and then Visions is next year. Even though my excitement for Visions is slightly tempered because they were like, uh, we're going to move on from just doing anime. I was like, oof, that's soon. Took me so long to get Star Wars anime. Now you're pulling the rug out from under me like you're selling crypto. Um, we should talk about Andor some more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I have a it question. It fucked his life up. Bix isn't his friend anymore. Oh my his God. mom doesn't want to leave and she knows he's got to go. <laughs> you know, it's rallied her to fight and has stirred in him a memory of his father being, you know, lynched by the Empire. Mm-hmm. It's fucked. Um, that shit was real. So, okay, when they're talking about that, when they're talking about his dad, Marva's husband or whatever. Clem. Right. I... I am real. Did they say his name earlier in the show before Cassian used that as his like code name or as his assumed name? No, I can't remember the interaction from when they found him as a child. Me neither. It is possible that she said it then, and I forgot. And then the first time I heard it again was when he chose a fake name. Mm -hmm. um, but it is it's possible it was said in that scene. If not, um. It's still neat, you know. Cause uh, no, I think I, that I, shit I, is cool. Like, yeah, the fact that he used his dad's name as like the coat, the the undercover name or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, right. When he's going to fuck with the Empire, I love that. A nom de plume. The fucking clone troopers in that flashback, awesome. Yeah. Um. Dude, yeah. that sand trooper on the tourist spot is such an asshole. The short trooper, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Whew. Yeah, that's that part was getting me a little heated. Dude, it's tough. It is tough to watch him get sentenced to six years for nothing mm -hmm. for walking to the store. Like, really makes you want to burn this mother to the ground. And they they definitely they were like, you know what? We got one thing. And one thing on the agenda for episode seven, you guys. If we put this in the show, the rest of the plot will just spring forth. We'll build around it. And that shit was Diego Luna shirtless about to get a, uh, pretending to get a shower. <laughs> they said, we need a shirtless scene with Diego Luna. Diego, buddy, we'll, we'll throw you a couple extra bucks, a couple extra credits. Get on the Peloton, you know, make sure everything's looking good. We got a shirtless scene for you. He said, let's do it. Do I get to touch Jabba? And they said, mm, we still don't know about that, man. We'll see what we can do. I, like, right. I loved his hiding spot. Mm -hmm. the, the case for his case full of credits and his pistola. And in, in, in pure Star Wars fashion, right? Where like the, the good guy wins a, uh, you know, large sum of money or, 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 receives a large sum of money and then somehow loses it really quickly because you know uh -huh. it's like canon that um han solo lost all of his reward that the oh. re the rebels gave him after the bat or uh you know when they pay him out when he's like hey i'm getting out of here before the mm -hmm. battle of yavin um yeah so yeah in in pure star wars fashion i think cassian's pay big payday is probably mia by the time he gets out or he probably can't even go and go back and get it 
Oh man, yeah, probably can't go back. Oh, maybe it'll still be there. Like maybe he'll get like he'll get that room and it'll still be there. That would be pretty fucking. You know, that's the what came to my mind. Mm-hmm. There was this. There's this teasing moment to that scene where I'm like, you're gonna stick your head under the shower, right? Like to make it look like <laughs> you were in the shower. Right. You still look dirty. Like you're not gonna flick a little of that water around. And he does. He sticks his hand in there in the end. But also, that's the second Star Wars shower I believe I've seen. Solo had a shower scene mm-hmm. where Chewbacca and Han Solo were showering together. Um, but uh, I think that's the second Star Wars shower I've seen. Because my dad always used to tell me that, oh, they have like a sonic shower on the Millennium Falcon. They don't need water and shit. Like, and I was all like, like yeah, that's neat. But I don't think that's canon, Dad. Like, I think that's your own little yeah. made up look at your dad's head bullshit yeah look at your dad's head cannon yeah Fuck it was yeah, cool Durwood. that shit is cool i like that your dad was the kind of guy that thought wondered the same thing you did right right you wondered hey how do you clean your ass and your dick in the millennium yeah. falcon right and so you right. say to your pops you say hey dad how do people shower on the millennium falcon he's like they got a sonic shower boom he had because he yeah, had just- wondered he came Sound up waves just boom break the dirt right off of you. There you go. I love that right there. Um, man, you want to talk about a shower scene that probably launched a thousand deviant art uh, uh, accounts? Was that Wookie that that Wookie on human Han Solo and Chewbacca shower scene from Solo? You know, it wasn't the, even sexy. They were both so nasty. Yeah, like but, it was almost satisfying because they were so dirty. But you know what? You give you give a deviant art artist an iPad, an i uh, one of those iPad pencils, twenty five minutes, and some inspirado, a shower scene with Han and Chewie. They'll knock your socks off. You'll see shit. You'll see shit that you will not be able to forget. I tell you that. You oh won't. man, it's been a long time since I've been on deviant art. I have me neither. You know, I didn't even know that thing still existed. Oh, I'm sure. Everything kind of still exists on the internet. What's sad is I'm pretty sure artists are having their stuff jacked from there, like yeah. daily. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that occasionally where like a, a a fan artist or something will be like, "This fucking store on Etsy is selling all my designs," which makes it really hard. Like if you go on Etsy, like I, that's what I use to get like some of the um, finishing like elements for my computer, like some of the decals and stuff. Right. I got those on Etsy, but the whole time I'm wondering, like, is this somebody... Licensed art. Well, fan art is not necessarily licensed art. I mean, I, I don't see there being anything wrong with, like, oh, you drew a cool fucking picture of Boba Fett. Fucking sa- fuck yeah, get that money. I don't think that's anything wrong, but I don't know if you can call it licensed. Regardless, but it's more like people stealing that and uh, from the original artist like it's not the original artist selling their that fan art on etsy or wherever it is yeah using somebody else's original art on your item or product or whatever and then profiting from that without them seeing any money um you know what that where you don't see that happen is this episode of andor i tell you what yeah no fan art stealing on andor they keep it strictly above the book I say this and then it's going to come out tomorrow. They're going to be like, there's going to be some guy on TikTok that's like, Andor stole the plot of episode seven 
uh, from my fan comic that I posted on Tumblr in 2014. <laughs> Here's a comparison. And I'll be like, God damn you, Tony and Gilroy. It is beat for beat. Mm hmm. Andor didn't even exist as a character yet. How did he do it? Um, Dude, watching him get choked out when he's being hanged, like, oh my god, that is fucking terrifying. That is fucking terrifying. Like robot policemen that will execute torture moves for you. It's interesting to me. Like, okay, so in Rogue One, I never viewed because you know it's it's mainly K two. I never viewed those Imperial security droids as like very intimidating. Right, because K two, he's the smartass. He's got the jokes. He's like, you know, and you don't really see any of the other ones very much in that movie. But between this episode of Andor and that flashback that they did of the uh, the Night of a Thousand Tears on Mandalore, where there was a bunch of those robots walking through like the goddamn Terminators and the yeah. future stuff and T two, I get it now. They are kind of intimidating. They're huge. They're like seven feet tall or some shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Bruisers. Uh, well, okay. Answer me this, Will Whitten. What? All right. I don't quite understand what... Did I miss something? What purpose did the Senta scenes serve in this... Well, okay. So the one where she sees the star destroyer i get that that serves a purpose of showing like oh shit the empire just really showed up on aldani now aldani itself now has consequences yes. i don't know she had that little speeder mm -hmm. you know she got on on the her little i don't know like loader speeder or whatever which doesn't sit very high off the ground she was kicking up some rocks um but she had also changed back into her shepherd gear mm -hmm. i had seen um and I don't know. Maybe it's just showing you that Cinta got away. Like maybe that could be that could very well be what it is for sure. But Slash, they're fucking. They're about to bring the hammer down on Aldani. I, I can't say that we got very much of an answer on whether she killed that family or not. I don't know that either. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was listening in the news report. Me There's too. a part you know, where you close. hear someone hear the news report mm -hmm. and it doesn't say. It says terrorist actions and robbery. Like, it doesn't say anything about the commandant and his family's death or anything. Right. And, and the, the one time they bring it up in like that meeting thing, they say like the leadership on Aldani has been immediately replaced or whatever. Like they already have someone new in place there. But no mention right. of what happened to that dude's family. So, buddy, why don't we um, why don't we hear from some friends? Okay, sounds good. And then we will, uh, yeah, we'll do that. All right. I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. I don't even know anymore, man. All right, here we go. Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crush box Kiyadi. Cockhead, 
Running around slaying bitches with his cock head. He's a real serene stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty, cockhead. So stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you right now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, cockhead, cockhead. Cockhead, 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 cockhead. All righty. That was that was Tim McGraw, Mom. That was Tim McGraw. I know you like Tim McGraw. That's him. He did that for us. Um, As we call him around here, Tim. Well, yeah, we just podcast, call him Tim. Tim. We don't call him by his whole name. You know? That's how tight we are with Tim. Tim right. and Faith, when we have him over for dinner. Yeah. We'll make uh, dumplings for him. And Tim, Tim McGraw says, Show away, y'all. This is good dumplings. Mm-hmm. That's what he sounds like. Whoa, 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 whoa. speaking of my mom man she is a binge watching fool right now so she saw all the star wars stuff and when i say all the star wars stuff i mean all the shows the sequel trilogy solo she's not going to watch rogue one just yet she's going to wait until andor's over she's seen it that's cool then i said oh well you should watch stranger things and she called me Tuesday, Wednesday night, I can't remember what night it was, she called me to let me know that she just finished Stranger Things. And I thought she meant like, oh, she finished the first season. No, she had finished Stranger Things. She's seen every episode. She is binging oh, wow. right now. She is. She has a whole new world of content open to her. And it's, she's burning through it. Eventually, I'm going to start. She really is. Eventually, I'm going to have to start recommending shit like um, Spartacus, Blood and Sand. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vampire Diaries. I don't know. I don't, know. I just trying to I don't think it'll come to that. I think we watch better TV than that. No hate to the Vampire Diaries. Peace fans. and love to the peace and love to the Vampire Diaries fans. You know why Vampire Diaries is cool with me? Lost alumni Ian Summer something fucking Boone Look, from Lost was on. If they drink blood uh-huh. and sunlight destroys them, mm-hmm. you're you're cool with me. Yeah, hey man, peace and love. I may, I may not want to hang out and watch what you're up to, but peace and love. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Let's hear. Let's hear from King Tom. Hey there, Haas and Will. Um, again, looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say about this week's episode of Andor. Uh, I did have a question, and this is more, I'm sorry, Will, this is more specifically uh, 
geared towards Hawes just because of things he said in the past. And I know, Hawes, you and I have talked a lot about Star Wars music. And, um, you know, I, I, I know we kind of have different feelings on the future of Star Wars music, whether we want, you know, music we see in Star Wars movies, TV shows, how modern do we want that music to be? Um, and it has much more of a place in, like, MCU movies than it does in Star Wars, where Star Wars, you know, it, it, it has a f- classical feel. Um, and they've kind of teased going a little bit more electronic, a little bit more modern, with some of the stuff they've done in Boba Fett and, um, and The Mandalorian. But here in Andor, it's, it's very, like, ever since that, what was it, the last scene of episode two, um, and then a lot of the stuff we've got in this last episode, including um, that, that one scene, everyone calls it something different. I'm calling it Space Puerto Vallarta, just because it reminded me a lot of, of being there, you know, last month. Um, but the music, I got to say, it, this modern stuff, the way it's being done, the way it fits in, it works. Music was good. And, and I'm wondering if your mind is, has, has changed on that at all, how you feel about it. Because um, I know you're going to be, you know, talking and I, I from listening to the Patreon shows. Thank you for putting those out. Uh, by the way, uh, I know I know you like the show, but I, I want to know what you think about the, the music, particularly. Anyway, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for a great podcast. I'll talk with you guys later, buddy. You know, all right. I'm going to say it right now. I was wrong. Whatever the fuck it is they're doing with the music and Andor, if it's modern. If it's EDM, I don't know. Is that dubstep? What do I know? I listen to what could only be uh, described as weird white dude music in my free time, right? Coheed and Cambria and Tool. Weird white dude music. What do I know? What do I know about genres? Whatever they're doing with the music and Andor fucking rules. That's what I know. I love the music and Andor. That's Um, right. Is it different than what we normally get in Star Wars? Absolutely. But I don't care. It fits so well. There's something really weird about the score when you see poor Cyril sitting at that command post. I know. I don't know if it's warbling into a minor key or if there's like this 80s kind of sad scene Mm -hmm. movie funk to it. It's good. Whatever it is, it's good. It hits home. Dude, that room full of desks where they're just hanging out like right boy does this it is remind, my nightmare it reminds me of my old job kind of reminds me of my current job oh my goodness so i was like damn cereal you like cereal i like cereal you got a menial task job i got a menial <laughs> task job you're a nazi i'm not a nazi we can't be friends <laughs> But I feel for you in but your terrible situation and your terrible really, life. Not really. Don't feel bad I mean, for him one bit. They might be trying to play the world's smallest violin from my ass and get me to like Cyril. Don't like him. Sorry. Don't like I him. Don't, I don't like him. I have sympathy for the fact that he's browbeaten by his mother who's constantly trying to make him sit up straight and be a better person. And as he does, as he takes the initiative to tailor his own collar, she berates him again about the fact that he took the extra step to be different, to set himself apart, and tried to say that even that makes him look like he doesn't believe in himself. And he doesn't. So the, I mean, from his perspective, like he can't fucking win. Okay. You know, just. 
yeah. that is not sympathetic, but understanding of how a villain is made. I gotcha. Still don't like him. Still don't want anything good no, to come from him. No, I don't think him. he's made to be likable. Thankfully, we don't have to look at that fucking C-tier podcaster of a fucking chud that he had as his buddy in the first three episodes. I liked that guy. He oh, was a him. great foil. Like, he was easy to hate. You wanted to see him get his. Like, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for him to go down in a blaze of glory. See, that's the... That's the only time I would accept that character showing back up if it is in a brutal scene where he gets curb stomped by one of those Imperial security robots. I mean, the scene where he is putting fertilizer on the kids' balls, like, it's great. And he's talking about, yeah, we're going to go down there and bust them up. Take oh. 12 men to be, you know. I want something real to bad safe. to happen to that dude. Yeah. I want Cassian to beat him in the face with an 80s cordless phone with the long the long silver antenna you had to extend looked like you were talking on a a walkie-talkie on world war ii <laughs> yeah dude i was thinking about the other day the house phone mm-hmm. i remember the difference between i remember the corded phone mm-hmm. and how you needed the mile-long extension if you wanted privacy to get to another room to close the door or something um, and then I remember it being a big deal when you got a cordless phone, when you got a cordless phone that was rechargeable and would charge from the dock that may happen to have a, uh, a answering machine in it. Um, you know, what was the most frustrating fucking flaw of a wonderful technology was dial up internet and somebody picking up the phone. And that would just up. boot you off there. Just internet. boot you right off. You Instantly. Just, you just spent the last hour and 15 minutes downloading a 280p video of Phoebe Kate's scene from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You have plans for the evening. Somebody picks up the phone because they got to call Domino's or whatever it is. You are 80% the way to your download. Mm-hmm. And, and, they and it's not like today, like, oh, like, oh, for some, somehow it remembers where I was in the download. No, you Resume start all download. of, no, yeah. You, yeah, go back to start all the way over. Let's hear from Neil. What's up, Buzz and Will? It's Neil giving you a call from Chicago, uh, calling in about Andor, uh, episode seven, uh, I think it was called announcement. Um, this was a really great episode. I love the heist last episode uh, great action uh, great setup for that action but this was almost better in a, a way and what I mean by that is you know now we've had this uh, kind of more public action uh, by the rebels at this point against the Empire and watching the Empire's response and how that affected various people across different planets it was very interesting. A um, couple of highlights of this episode that I really enjoyed. Uh, the first thing that came to mind was seeing, um, you know, the droids that are like K2S, so I don't know their, their model. But uh, just seeing that in Shore Troopers on another planet uh, kind of gives some consistency to the Star Wars galaxy, which I think is something that's missing sometimes. You know, in the movies, we get a lot of new planets and new creatures and new vehicles, but you don't see a lot of repeats sometimes. Uh, but this is nice to know that, uh, you know, that equipment and trooper type is 
uh, you know, across different planets. So that was, uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, I did like the meeting between Val and I think the other woman was the sh uh, shop assistant for Luthen, if I'm correct, or if you guys have a different idea, let me know. Uh, but that was very interesting to see that, and if it is the shopkeeper that Luthen wants, you know, and or tied up as like a loose end. Um, if this is a new character and this is some other like faction of rebels, uh, you know, definitely let me know. But I, I kind of kind of looked like her. I actually thought it was originally like it kind of like looked like Leia to a certain point, uh, but obviously uh, she's way too young at this point for that to be her. Um, the last thing that I think was really cool was seeing Supervisor Mira uh, get the one up on Supervisor Blevins in the ISB. Uh, the look on his face and the look on her face as she got up from the table, priceless, priceless. Just like knowing that her hunch is correct and his, you know, bullshit bureaucratic policy, you know, following ways did not get him what he wanted out of like, you know, throwing a challenge or an investigation her way. Uh, in any case, boys, thanks again for all the great content. I uh, hope you guys are both doing well and have a great rest of your week. Thanks, Neil. I hate that other Imperial guy. The snitch, the guy who's like, he's trying to tell on her in the meeting, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Blevins, mm -hmm. I guess is what he said. Yeah. And Mira. I hate that guy. I hate Blevins. Such a smug bastard. Yeah. And, and um, he lost a system over that. Mm -hmm. you know? He lost the Morlon uh, system. I love the. Morlana. When they. um. When they leave and the old guy tells Mira, like, watch your back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He says, well done. And then he goes, watch your back. Yep. The way he delivers that is real good. It is. He is one of the best. Act I mean, dude, I can't get over how good this cast is. That's right. I don't know what it is about every single one of these character actors. They are smoking these parts like dude out of the water. That is, you're 100% correct. The, every fucking speaking role nails it somehow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah nobody's really goofy. good. Nobody comes off corny. Like, none, 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 none of that. Immaculately ca cast this yeah. show. The amount of speaking roles in this show is ridiculous. Like, this is true. I don't know, man. I just think it's really cool. I wonder how many X-Wings Luthen can buy with all that cash that they got in the heist. Oh, yeah. You better start buying some X-Wings and some Y-Wings. You got a battle of Yavin to prepare, prepare for in like Well, I don't even think we're ship. there. Yeah, no, I don't think no. we're to buying ships yet. I do think, I think it's a very good possibility that we'll see them set up the base on Yavin. Really? Maybe not. I don't think in this season, but in next season, where they're gonna, there's gonna be a time jump in between every three episode arc. I bet you we see them establishing the base on Yavin. I did have the idea, like you don't see Luthen give the command to off Cassian. He just in the previous episode he says, "I wasn't careful." I wonder. You know? um, yeah, I, I wonder, wonder if, if she's it's going hers. rogue a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if she's trying to clean up after him. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of wondered that, too, if this order came from Luthen or if this was her um, 
taking matters into her own hands. It is uh, right. Val looks very nice, cleaned up for the city. This, this show is immaculately cast. There are some pretty ladies in this show. There's no doubt about it. Like every single one of them. They're like, oh, let's just get a bunch of stunning ladies that can act their ass off and put them in Star Wars, see what happens. And you're like, oh, it's really good. Surprise, surprise. Oh, it's really good. Never a bad idea. Yeah. All right, let's hear from Mr. 100. Kobe. Kobe. Hey, Haws and Will. It's your boy Kobe, a.k.a. Mr. 100. How is it hanging? Hopefully it's hanging clean, hanging nice and tidy. Um, Always. I'm kind of on the move today, so sorry if it's a little rattly and a little, little loud in the work vehicle. So, um, Andor. Andor is kicking ass. Andor is kicking ass. Um, even when, even this week's episode, a little bit slow, right? A little bit, or not even slow, a little bit slower than normal. Still kicked ass. Still kicked ass. Um, love the little political spot. We're really getting into the you know political spy drama type of stuff, and I'm 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 just here for it. Luthen kicks ass, Mom Mothma kicks ass, Cassian, everybody, everybody kicks ass. Okay, so I must have missed it, but I guess Admiral Wolf Yalaren was in this episode. That's I don't know I if hear. I just kind of had like a Hawes esque Cinta uh, moment where I just totally just missed that. I don't, I don't know. Um, whatever happens, but yeah, Admiral Wolf Yalaren, if you don't remember, is the admiral that kind of follows uh, Anakin Skywalker around in the Clone Wars kind of assigned to him he's also the voice uh of, of that opening crawl of the clone wars um and i've always thought he's a really cool character love his voice a nice good like uh deep brooding radio type of voice will always get your boy um love that shit anyway um so yeah he was in the episode i think it was when he was like giving a speech to the isb a little bit i that's honestly what it I don't was. remember that's the guy i was talking about yeah that's wolf he's in the episode, i guess is from what i'm told and I think a that that's badass, and b it just kind of uh, started this thought process in my head of like, there's a lot of characters like your like this Wilhelm Fularen, like uh, our Wolf Fularen, excuse me, Wilhelm Tarkin, um, some of these other you know maybe high ranking Imperial officials or uh, senators, rebellion people, right? These people that. They don't have like a real lockdown, well-known story behind them, or even just really a whole lot of anything. Or maybe they do, and it's still because there's a lot of stuff that's like it hasn't really been explicably said in the new canon, so people kind of cling to the old legends stuff. And and legends was great, but some of it was a little goofy. So, um, what is something for a character and kind of in this uh, pre? pre-rebellion early empire era that goes on to be maybe in the original trilogy um a pre-established character that you would like to see either their the little bits now i get that the show is totally it's 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 about casting it's about you know it's about this story and i get that i don't want it to branch off and be a book of boba fett thing where we go and have a episode about tarkin but maybe just what would you like to see them drop like little nuggets of of info on a character um would you like to see them just totally rewrite something about that character and kind of change the canon would you like to see them if if nothing's really been written about the character to kind of just uh write something about them uh what's something that you'd like to see with a pre-established character as always you guys are the best have a good one peace out man i don't need tarkin i think he's super focused on the death star i need construction yeah so i think galen urso 
and uh, Krennic. Something with the two of them might be cool. I think I think they definitely need to have Krennic show up before the end of this series. Like, with it tying into Rogue One so much, I think Krennic definitely should be a thing. Um, I would love... Okay. Two things. Maybe Tarkin? First thing... Um, for anybody who's trying to get all high and mighty talking about how, oh, the reason Cassian is so good is because it doesn't have any extraneous cameos. And I'm going to say, oh, yeah, well, what about Wolf Yalarin, huh? Yeah. Cameo. That's a deep cut cameo. Mon Mothma in half of the fucking series. (laughs) Well, she's not a cameo. She's a main character. You can't even consider her a cameo. She is a main character. Until... I mean, she is now. Up until now, she was cameos and everything. Uh, I mean, she she had some pretty decent sized stuff to do in Clone Wars and in Rebels. But you, I mean, I know what you mean. This guy though, you Wolf Yalaren, shoo. Um, so I would like I would like to see him do Tarkin. I would like to see him to do Tarkin, and just do it like they did in Rogue One. He doesn't have to have a huge role necessarily or understand the budget. But the one thing I require of them to do is they need to have Tarkin show up and full-on kiss a dude on the mouth. Because I want to oh, see wow. that dick bag from um, Geeks and Gamers' head explode on a live stream like the end scene <laughs> from Scanners. Like, just go ahead and tell all those dudes to fuck off. I think it's canon that... I'm pretty sure it's canon that Tarkin was gay. Now, I think that's something that's come out in... More recent canon? I can't remember for sure. Or maybe it was like hinted at. They were trying to be kind of sly about it in one of the books or something. But regardless of that, um, I think Tarkin would be kind of cool to see. You know who I... I I don't want Darth Vader. I don't want Darth Vader. You know what I do kind of want, though? I want to see Palpatine address the Senate at some point. I want to see what that looks like in this When he does it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I want to see what that's all about because it seems like... You don't think he space zooms it in? He might. A giant projection of himself in the middle of the room? If that's what they do, that's cool. Like, I don't need, you know, him there physically, but I want to see what a Palpatine address to the Senate is like. That is true. That would be neat. You know? Um, Yeah. Because the only time we've seen it is after the Jedi... Exactly. ...attempt to arrest him. And it seems like... I don't know. I get the vibe. You know, like... In the earlier ideas of Star Wars, like I think it's part of, we've talked about this before, it's part of the prologue in the original novel adaptation of Star Wars, of A New Hope by Alan Dean Foster. Um, there's this, in, in part of it, they talk about the emperor, emperor in there and talk about how he doesn't, appear publicly he's like a rake a recluse emperor and his hands and aids and shit you know make all his statements and stuff for him right um so i wonder if they're going with that idea or if i don't know that's what i want to see i want to see what's what's up with that Mm. plus i want to see tarkin uh, kiss a dude and piss some angry boys off online all right uh next up this is a voicemail from our buddy josh Hello there, Haas and Will. This is your pal, Josh Wright. Um, <clears throat> got kind of a transitional uh, Andor episode this week, but I still loved it. A couple things stood out to me. Um, 
first off, I the cinematography was just gorgeous. It like every frame was a painting. Um, this episode, um, and the cinematography has been great all the way through, but it just really struck me this time. Just beautiful. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was um, I noticed an interesting uh, parallel between. Um, I think it is you, Lauren, who talks about um, uh, closing the fist on the galaxy to try to crush the rebellion. And it just seemed like an interesting parallel to me between that and I think what Princess Leia says in A New Hope to um, to Tarkin, where she says something like that the more you tighten the fist, the more systems will slip through your fingers. Um that just seemed like an interesting sort of callback or call forward or whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought that was that was interesting. Um, I do have a question for you guys this week. Um, so we're more than halfway done with season one of Cassian Andor, um, and we know um, we're definitely going to see Saw Gerrera since he was in the uh, trailers. Um, so we're probably going to see him soon in this season. What do you think the odds are for seeing some more, um, special guests at this point, uh, to put it another way? In other words, characters from other movies or oh series like the, the is... Ghost Crew or Emphy's Nest, Emphis Nests, uh, Emphis Nest whatever she's time. called, um, or, um, you know, Bail Organa. I know someone you guys have wanted to see. In oh, it as well yeah. uh yeah. what do you think what do you think of the odds of uh some uh more of our old star wars friends showing up um loving the pod uh sorry you're uh still having a rough year haas but we Thanks, love buddy. you we love the podcast appreciate you keep the faith my dude and uh may the force be here. with you um so I don't know that any of these people would show up before the end of the season. To me, the possibility for some well-written character appearances really amps up next season, right? Because it's going to cover so much of the timeline. We better see Jimmy Schmitz in this series before season two is done. Oh, man, I would love to. I want to see Jimmy Schmitz and mm-hmm. Mon Mothma mm-hmm. have a conversation. Yeah, man. I want to see that political dance conversation i want to see um some of those other senators that are there on yavin and rogue one the ones that are starting to chicken out where they're like yo we're not doing this they got a they got a fucking device that can blow up a planet that's no that's no moon yeah um like we're talking about i do think it would be cool to see palpatine and krennic the ghost crew is interesting because to me, even though it is all one big Star Wars universe and it all interfaces, the ghost crew seems a little more fantastical and whimsical than the vibe Andor is going with. Like, you know, yeah. I could see hmm, Hera would be cool, though, because I like that character so much. Yeah. It also seems kind of like the rebellion's in its infancy at the moment. It is. Is it not necessarily an established? The network just got set up. Um, but like timeline wise, you know, a lot of rebels and this takes place in similar timeline. 
Um, especially as you get closer to Rogue One, which was right before A New Hope, right? Um, I don't know about other... The Ghost Crew, like, that's... I, I feel like the Ghost Crew is going to be, like, held for the more colorful, snappy, comic booky, felony stuff, right? I feel like they might keep that pretty separate. I think seeing Emphis Nest in this show would be awesome. I was about to say, Emma's Nest was my pick. That would be amazing. Yeah, because we know she's part of some sort of proto-rebellion. Rebel too. faction. Yeah. And I thought it might be cool if uh, Saw Guerrera busted him out of jail. Like, that would be cool. Yeah, I don't know I don't know which of the, the next five episodes Saw Guerrera, like, is he, is, is he in this next three, or is he, he going to be in the final two sort of finale episodes? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That is the question I have. Um, hmm. Yeah, I definitely like Jimmy Schmitz and Krennic are my two that like I feel like you kind of have to do. Yeah. Everything else uh, I'm up for negotiation. If you can give me a good reason why we shouldn't see or should see so and so, whoever it right. Um. All right, we got an email, and then we're going to call it a night. This is from Roy. Hey, Halls and Will. Still loving the podcast, even though I don't email much. My mind isn't too good at theorizing, so I just let y'all do the heavy lifting. I've been listening to your back catalog, and just in time for Halloween, I ran across the crippled ghost episodes. The positive attitudes is what keep me coming back the most. Although, Halls, I agree, 2022 can go suck a bantha sack. Been dealing with the kidney stones since May. Buddy, that fucking sucks. I know how awful kidney stones are. And be dealing with that shit for five months. I am sorry, buddy. Um, anyway, I just wondered if y'all had heard the opinions that people who love Andor because it's not as Star Wars-y as other shows must not be true Star Wars fans in the first place. What do y'all think about that? I was born in 82, was raised on the first trilogy, still have the original trilogy toys, and Andor has seemed true to Star Wars to me from the beginning. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, but I've had to stop listening to a few podcasts just because there's always something wrong with Star Wars just because it isn't George's Star Wars. Anyway, sorry for the long email. Love the pod, love and Andor, and as the others say so well, ignite the green, Roy. Well, thanks, Roy. Buddy, I don't I mean, think I don't think anybody but yourself is allowed to tell you who if you're a true Star Wars fan or not, if you like a single piece of Star Wars content and that is, and you're like, yeah, I like Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan. Then that's like, that's the only requirement. People just want to argue for some reason. Fucking arguing and being a dick is like internet one Oh one. Right. Yeah. Um, and anyone that says that Andor is not Star Wars, I don't think has been watching it very closely because it's super fucking Star Warsy to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what, like, so this is the thing. Like like I said from the beginning when we started talking about this show, the last thing I want to do is say, oh, Andor is good because it's not this, yeah. right? Or this is better than Andor because it's this. Like, I just want to enjoy Andor for what it is without trying to compare it to other Star Wars content. Right. Like, 
I don't have to talk shit about, I don't know, something I didn't find as compelling in Star Wars. I don't know, because I kind of just like all Star Wars. I'm yeah. a simple man trying to make my way in the galaxy. Um, I mean, and if the if the complaint is that it's not Star Warsy because it doesn't have much force and Jedi, we're literally telling a story at a timeline where they are have been annihilated. There are no mystics left. That shit is illegal. Like you no, get killed for that. And I don't know if that's the complaint or whatever. It's just people. Not people. That is too sweeping of a generation generalization. Yeah. There is a contingency of people online. Critics. Um, I believe scientifically they're known as dickheads who just <laughs> want to tell you why you're not good enough for some for some fandom or why your opinion about something fandom related makes you it a seems bad fan. Like such YouTube clickbait. Three reasons why Andor's yeah. ruined. Yeah. You know, five reasons why the new Lord of the Rings sucks balls and is ruined forever. Like, now, and listen, none, of, none of that is true. If you're someone who says, look, man, it's not that I, I hate the new Star Wars, but like it just doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. George, that George Lucas, zhoosh, that George M M Lucas magic isn't there. I'm a George Lucas guy. You know, you guys have your fun with your new Star Wars. To me, I totally get that. That's fine. I don't take that approach because I'm just happy to be getting new Star Wars, right? I would yeah, rather yeah. have... And that's totally fine. It's just that he's not coming back. Right, that's what I was going to say. Star Wars is going to carry on. If the choice is George Lucas has control of Star Wars and we aren't getting new Star Wars, or George Lucas sells Star Wars to Disney and we get a shit ton of Star Wars, sorry, I'm going to take the Disney option every time. And that's another thing. You brought up Lord of the Rings, right? If your yeah. opinion about Ring of the Ring of Power is like, look, I mean, it seems cool, but I don't know. It feels weird to me that they're sort of messing with the canon of Tolkien, meaning like story beats. I don't mean like any of the racist shit that people have been complaining about. Right. right. But I mean, like, oh, you're like, okay, so they're not hewing close enough to the text from a plot device standpoint. I kind of get that. Once again. I would rather have a Lord, a, a pretty kick-ass Lord of the Rings show where they fuck around with the canon a little bit. I don't care, man. Right. I, it's, Instead of something that's wholly true to the you know original material and is less entertaining to watch. Give me some variety I, in Star Wars, right? Yeah, that's what I don't I've been need. Wanting. I don't need the History Channel version of Lord of the Rings. Just like I don't need, you know. Well, we they could do that now. You know what I mean? If you if you the the benefit of having you know investments made into these franchises that you like is that if it's successful enough and they get far enough into the plan you're going to start getting some some variety right right and that's the cool thing about andor is it does feel different than all the other tv shows in a really cool way so like keep doing that and don't for make it them to be all good, spy thrillers. Give us for more it to variety. be. Yeah, my thing is like to enjoy Andor doesn't mean you have to shit on everything else, you know. Because of course right. it's not going to be right. And everything if, else, Star Wars. You if know, you don't, of course they're not going to be alike. And if uh, if you if you like if you don't like Andor, then like, what good is Perhaps it to just shit else. on it to people that do like it, right? Yeah. Right. You're just the right. fucking fucking tr 
troll under the bridge that gets spray tans at 45 plus or whatever the fuck who wants to just make people's <laughs> life miserable as miserable your one goal in life is to just ruin people's good time that's that's the kind of person you are if you want to just shit on stuff if you if you if you do a drive-by shitting on somebody's enjoyment of anything entertainment related that makes i think people that person. honestly hate themselves want other people to hate themselves so they don't feel so alone yeah yeah, some real Elmer Fudd behavior. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, that does it for this week. Thanks for recording with me. Hey, man. Thanks for recording with me. Hey, guys. Remember to stop by the stream on uh, October 21st. Probably be eight. Uh, probably start around eight, somewhere in between eight and nine central as the group slowly gets together. And then uh, we'll hang out. It'll be a good time. Twitch.tv slash Blue Harvest Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes, please. We really appreciate it. And uh, if you like our theme song, be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, on Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And uh, check out High Potion, it's the video game podcast that we do with our uh, that I do with our buddy Steve. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. We're going to start a new arc, baby. The Death Warrant. The Jean-Claude Van Damme's Death Warrant arc. Next season. Pray for it. You know I'm right. <laughs> Until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>